This is a test. The Nerd World Order is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. If this had been an actual emergency, the signal you just heard would have been followed by the phrase... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man you call Dukes, and this is... Your boy Joe, that nerd in the sheets, that geek in the streets. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. How's everybody out there? I want to welcome uh, a guest that we have. He's a gamer, watches a lot of anime. Devin, that dude, is on the podcast. So I want to say welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This is Devin checking in. Uh, it's nice to finally be here. I want to say it's uh, pretty nice to bring some anime to the table today. Welcome to the broadcast, Dean. The way I met you, Dean, is through work. We both work at UPS. Uh, it's not a shout out, but yo, that's what we do for a living. Some of us aren't uh, making that dough on the podcast, but we do it because we love it. A lot of other podcasts, one of the things that they'll do is ask you to subscribe to their Patreon. We don't do a Patreon. Nerd World Order is a community, which means we want you to be proud to be part of the NWO. We want you to rep NWO, which means whether it's shirts, whether it's stickers, whether it's hats, whether it's keychains, we're not going to ask you to give money and get nothing back in return. Rep NWO. Go to imnwo.com. Uh, let me ask you a few questions, Devin. So, uh, like I said, uh, it's my first time uh, meeting you. And uh, so I think for the broadcast audience, uh, let's just get to know you a little bit more. So what do you like about anime? I'm going to get a little bit personal. Here. I guess I've been, I've been watching it for about 15 years now. And ever since I was a kid, I kind of felt like I didn't really grow up with much as the guy next to me, so to speak. So I feel like when I watched those animes where people, the main character would come from another world or he got transferred to this world, so to speak, I kind of felt like that's how I was. Like when you see everyone with something and you have nothing, you're like starting from zero as to when those main characters would come to another world with nothing and then we have to start from scratch. So, what is your uh, all-time favorite anime? All-time favorite. So, I am, contrary to popular belief, a big uh, romantic comedy guy. I like the romance genre a lot. And I think my favorite one of all time would have to be an anime called My Teen Romantic Comedy. The name of the anime is My Teen Romantic Comedy? Yes. Okay, well, I... Uh, <laughs> hey, bro, you're, you're way ahead of me already because I never heard of that. So you already pulled my nerd card. <laughs> so uh, what is your favorite anime character? Of all time? That's a tough one. I would have to go with, man, it's going to have to be All Might, man, from My Hero Academia. going to have to go with All Might. Yeah, I agree, man. All Might, dude, is like steadily my favorite, dude. I like what he brings to the table. Man, that dude just gets you pumped up, man. Isn't that what it's all about, dude? You get pumped up, you want to do things. You know, that's you get a character that's lazy, that doesn't make you feel anything. That's what's good about My Hero is, like, you can, everybody can relate to a certain character that's in that anime. So everybody has their favorites. 
But All Might's one of the top ones for me because he just gets, he motivates you. And I'm a motivator myself. So I'm all about people that motivate other people because I love that. That motivates me to motivate other people. So it's something I can look up to. And if it's something that you can be attached to, like a, a leech sucking someone's blood out, that kind of attachment to a character, <laughs> I'm all for that, man. <laughs> And I can completely agree because there's been lost instances with work or the gym or just trying not to laze around in bed all day and get up and go grocery shopping. I mean, I feel like All Might would teach you to, you know, go out and do it, man. If 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 you want something, kind of break through the limits and and, and go go get to it yourself. Because if you if you think you could do it, you can do it, man. For yeah, sure. I would have to agree with that. Uh, just, you know, as, as far as the way All Might inspires everyone else on the screen on MHA, it's like he, he basically makes everyone else rise to another level. And it's interesting because as men, he inspires us exactly the same way. So I, I agree with you 100% as far as what he does. Besides All Might, why do you think My Hero Academia is hot? I mean, it's so hot. They got people waiting until October for the next season to come out. And then, actually, like I was reading online, that um, the creator is creating another movie now, coming out in the winter. So they're gonna we're working on the second movie for My Hero. What are your thoughts of that? MHA is so popular right now because it gives you. He combined two genres at once, so he does a really good job at giving you the shonen aspect, which is your action, you know, with all the heroes, all the villains, their quirks, and what have you. And then he gives you a uh, slice of life aspect, which I'm a huge fan of that also, because you get to dive into the heroes' lives. Um, you see, you meet a lot of their parents, um, personal things they're going through, as well as the villains. You know, you get to dive into to you know why they're a villain, uh, how they've grown up. Um, some of the things they say, like, yeah, you might not agree with them, but you kind of understand where they're coming from. So I feel, I feel like characters on that anime aren't that one-dimensional. Like, if I take a jab at Cell right now, he might just want to blow up the planet just because he can. But you see other villains in My Hero, they, they are explaining to you why they're this way. Like, if you take the hero killer Stain, for instance, he doesn't think that you should be a pro hero just for money. You know what I mean? So they kind of give your villains and your heroes more than one dimension. So I feel like there's a really good job at tying in a shonen aspect with the slice of life to make this anime so popular. You know, you mentioned the difference between Cell and Stain. And I think part of that has to do with anime being more respected than it was, let's say, 10 or even 15 years ago. Uh, what do you think the the commercialization that we saw from Dragon Ball now to, to uh, My Hero affecting the way that the writing's improved? If it's gearing towards how the writing's improved, this writer here, um, I want to say for him, he's had a lot of uh, influence from Western things. Um, he actually created All Might. I think he put Superman and Goku together as one hero. And um, he wanted All Might to portray everything that those two did together, so to speak. So pretty much like um, you kind of know how when Goku shows up on the scene, everyone 
gives a sigh of relief, even though they're about to die. <laughs> it's kind of like how yeah. when All Might shows up, everyone's all yeah. like, oh, wow, All Might's here. I can kind of lean against the wall and catch my breath finally. That's what he was shooting at. So I guess if it's like an evolution of writing thing, um, I want to say maybe the writers now, there's more inspiration for them to go on in order to appeal to large groups of people that are reading than opposed to 10, 15 years ago. Because, you know, the generations are changing and whatnot. And then My Hero is different because each one plays a pivotal part for the success of how a hero wins, right? That's the difference for me. And each hero, in some way or so form, can affect a different person because the hero that I might not like might not be the same hero that Dean likes. Where in Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball GT or Dragon Ball whatever, it's always going to be either Goku or Vegeta. Those are facts. You either pick one of the two. Where my hero has a bunch of different characters, a bunch of different characters, which Dean brought up. Stain was a badass character on that anime, dude. Did him justice. He was bad, dude. So let's go more deep into my hero. So, Dean, what for the average person that doesn't watch My Hero as much as we do, we won't name Alan. We won't name Alan at all. <laughs> but for the average fan that might not know what that series is about, like what is a quirk? What is, you had mentioned pro heroes. What is a pro hero? What's the difference between a pro hero and a, and a person that has powers? Like what's the process of why they are a hero? For someone who hasn't seen it yet, so pretty much you can grab a group of shonen animes and throw them in there. You got Dragon, Dragon Ball Z with the Kai. You got Hunter x Hunter with Nen, which is probably by far the best shonen anime that's ever dropped. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. Um, you got One Piece with the Devil Fruits. You got uh, uh, Naruto with Ninjutsu. So pretty much the quirk is powers you're born with, I guess. And... Um, and the hero society in the manga or the anime, pretty much you're a hero for hire. You're employed and you use your quirk for the good. But, you know, villains on the flip side will use their quirks for evil. So basically, they're like almost like if you look at it like an X-Men mutants, like they're just born with powers and each one has a different power, right? Yes, correct. So having seen a little bit of MHA, I watched all the first season, by the way, Joe. And I watched the movie, <laughs> Joe. So one of the things that I really like about MHA is it's more realistic in the sense that if you were born with these powers, you would probably commercialize, make some profit off of it. People would turn you into like a brand within yourself. So that's that's what I really like about it. Whereas, you know, Joe, you mentioned X-Men. You know, yeah, there's all this conflict and stuff like that but if people have powers the thing i love about mha is it's realistic in the sense of this was this is what people would really do if they had powers some would be bad some would be good and people would get behind and want to merchandise the people who were good some people now i mean even in real life you try to find a little scene and try to make some profit off of it so if you would have a superpower why not try to make some money off of it same thing with you know on the villain side of the coin if you could do things to make profit off of them, why not? So I can agree with you there. I'll, I'll let you guys jump in. I just want to add this. 
Not sure if you knew this. I'm sure if you guys were near Florida, you would definitely jump on this. Fort Walton Beach, Florida, August 2nd and 4th this year. There's actually going to be an MHA convention, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's going to be uh, Clifford Chapin, uh, who is hothead. Um, there's also going to be uh, J. Michael Tatum, uh, who's a class president. And the cool thing about this is I could be wrong. I know there's anime conventions, but I don't think, as far as I know, there's never been like a DBZ convention. So the fact that MHA is so big that it can hold its own convention really talks about how it's become a phenomenon that's passed all its predecessors. I actually got um, Justin Briner's autograph, the English voice actor for Deku, at uh, Anime Expo last year in July. So that's pretty neat. I mean, and all the all the rest of the most of the cast wasn't there. So I mean, that's a good opportunity to go meet some of the some of the cast there. Yeah, for sure. I know me myself and Dean would like to jump on that too. All right, so like Dean, one of the things I like about My Hero is, and the, the what I really love about it is, is it's a story about a, a boy that wanted to be just like his idol. And that's all he cared about was him being an idol, which is All Might. Jekyll wanted to be All Might, right? And what I liked about it is everybody around him was born with quirks, which is they were given powers at a certain age. And Deku found out that he couldn't have any power, so it killed him. He wanted to be a hero so bad, and everybody else around him was having quirks, and he didn't have one, but he wanted to be his heroes, which is All Might so badly. And he wanted to do anything he could, even if he didn't have powers, he wanted to be that hero. And I think that's what All Might brings to the, the anime, is everybody wants to strive to be just like him, if not better than him. And that's something that I can relate to is because when you're growing up, you always had that idol who you wanted to be just like, and that's what you strive for. And that anime brings you back to when you was a kid and you wanted to be just like your hero. And that's the one thing that I loved about that show is they, they, they bring, they bring you into the anime and you want to grow with that character. And it's not just my hero, but I found out with any anime that seems to be what draws people into any anime is the feel for the character. And that's what they do in the beginning is they, they establish who this character is and you start feeling for the character right off the bat. And you want to see that character be successful, which is Deku. And I think that's the one thing that Shonen Jump is really good at. If you look at, like you said before, the One Piece, the Naruto's, the uh, Hunter x Hunter is it, you always it's kind of like how what Jace is started from the bottom. Now we're here, and that's how anime always starts. It always starts from the bottom, and it brings you up to the top. What do you think about that? My hero is. I want to say that my hero is the easiest for people to connect to. As if I'm going to lean on a little bit what you were saying about if if you're someone who has an idol that you look up to, it whether it be you know a uh, um, entertainment. Uh, someone in sports, like I was a big uh, Terrell Owens fan. So when it came to me in football, I would like uh, study being a wide receiver like a science just so I could be just like him. I think My Hero Academia gives people that are people that have idols in real life, it's easier for them to relate to this anime because they can relate to how Deku's kind of star went nothing and then he gets 
something and he has to learn how to master it to be better than his idol is. So I can completely agree with what you're saying. Dean, for the average fan, what is Shonen Jump? And what does it mean to you? Shonen Jump, huh? Okay, so Shonen MAs are basically, you know, your long-running uh, action series. So, um, I mean, everyone, Dragon Ball Z, for instance, or, you know, Dragon Ball tying into that. Those are your uh, Shonen animes. All right, so the people that might not know Shonen Jump is a company that makes the Dragon Ball Z's that you like, the One Piece that you like, the fairy, is it fairy tale? I think fairy tale is on Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, fairy yes, fairy, tale. Fairy. Um, and then My Hero, of course. So they're pretty good at putting out context. So I guess in the anime world, it's kind of like a marvel in a sense of putting out like a lot of content that people can respect and, and want to watch. So anytime they make a manga series, which is pretty much comic books in Japan, that's what it's called, uh, manga, and they translate it into cartoons, which is called anime for us that like to watch it. And I think that's what Shonen Jump does, because anybody that doesn't know what that is, but they're really big on manga and then transitioning it to uh, the animes that we watch, you know, on a Crunchyroll or whatever app you may have or whatever you use, Hulu. But that's where you would find stuff. They also have uh, these things called light novels also, which is um, mangas are more geared towards uh, comic books, as you know, Joe knows a lot about those. <laughs> I see them everywhere. <laughs> so mangas kind of geared towards more, more towards um, comics, like uh, panels with images and thought bubbles and what have you. Light novels are more of... <clears throat> A novel, so to speak, with some illustration there, not much, but um, it's called a light novel because, you know, it's easy to read and easy to transfer, which, you know, you know, Japan's big on trains. So jump on a train with your light novel and have a little read. Difference from carrying around a big old volume one of fairy tale, which, you, you know, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And actually, uh, Rising of a Shield Hero was a light novel. Turn into a turn into a magnet. That got turned into an anime. It's pretty interesting. Rising of the Shiro, the man that everybody hates. Really interesting with this guy. So the Rising of a Shiro, pretty much you got the man that everybody hates. So now for me is the main character. Him and three others are summoned to another world, which this is another thing I was talking about. How I kind of like these these other world other world uh, animes that kind of strike a, a intimate core with me, so to speak. So they're summoned to the they're summoned to this this parallel world, and you got your shield hero, your spear hero, your sword hero, and your bow hero. <clears throat> now, one of the kicks is they try to relate it to like an RPG where he's instantly hated because of one thing. Nobody ever picks the shield, which I kind of know how that feels because, as Bill mentioned, I'm a mercy main. Nobody ever uses a healer, so I kinda, so the, I felt right. the thorn in my side when they were talking about that because <laughs> it's like <clears throat> I got to pick the killer and carry everybody because you got too many Joes in the world who like to play DPS. <laughs> you got Joe over here being your being your sword hero, you, you know, 
So he's obviously instantly hated because, I mean, as the superhero tells him, nobody ever uses the shield. Nobody's a shielder. So he already got some shade there. And I don't want to give away too much, but a particular events happen that kind of spiral out of control and makes everyone in his surrounding world for like the kingdom and, you know, towns next to him, rumors spread fast and everybody hates him. But he kind of, he kind of turns that bad luck and all that pain into his, his, I don't know if, I don't know if, Offense is going to be the right word I'm looking for, but he kind of yeah. changes into the good things for him. He turns, he turns his, he turns the negative into positives for him without him really realizing it because he's, he's hated by so many people that he kind of just lets it soak in and consume him, so to speak. But as the, as the episodes progress, you kind of watch him climb out of that hole fairly fast and he starts to prove people wrong. So what what I really like about it, like you said, it hits you. Hit, anime, man, anime just gets you. You can tell the writing is deep in, in an anime as opposed to like a cartoon you might see on Cartoon Network. But what I like about the the rise of the, the rising of the shield hero is everybody has grown up and had people just hate you for no particular reason. You don't know why people dislike you. Hate such a strong word. Dislike you. It's a little better. Like, just people around you start to dislike you for no particular reason. And no matter what you do to try to prove yourself, they're still going to dislike you. No matter what you do. And it gets to a point where you can either give up on yourself or you just move forward and you try to get better. And what I like about the main character is he's not everybody that nobody likes him. Everybody likes the other three heroes because nobody, like you said, nobody wants to be the sheer hero, right? So, like, he's already frowned upon. So, no matter every corner that he's turned to, he's felt in a situation where nobody loves him. But the more he proves himself, people start to realize, like, wow, he's not such a bad guy as, like, everyone perceives him to be. Like you said, with the rumors and the jealousy, he starts to turn and, and he starts making friends and they start helping him on this journey, which I love about all anime. It's the same thing as my hero, like, What's the common thing in anime is they bring you in. So they have characters that you learn to love, like you really love this shield hero, and you start to dislike the spear guy, the arrow guy, the bow and arrow guy, and then the uh, the sword guy. Because everybody likes them so much, you start to dislike them, and everybody hates the main character so bad. Everyone starts to like that character. So you can kind of feel for the character in each step that he makes to get to the path where he's trying to get to, you kind of feel for the character. So uh, let me ask you guys a question. So, you know, it seems like when it comes to anime, one thing's hot and then another thing sort of takes its place. How'd you find out about this show? For me, uh, Funny story, actually uh, browsing Instagram and um, I follow Crunchyroll on there and uh, they posted a screen clip, I want to say, of the first episode. No, it was episode two. They posted a screen clip there and I read uh, um, the quote they had and I was like, what, how, what turn of events brought me to this scene? So, you know, obviously I went on my app, saved it and then 
I think a day later I put it on and right after the first episode, I was drawn in, watched another one, drawn in even more. And naturally I tell Joe about it. Like I tell him everything else, don't sleep on this. Don't sleep on this. Mm-hmm. He, he slept a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> I'm glad, glad he finally got there. So that's how I, I heard about it. Yeah. For me, pretty much like Dean said, like I'm a big bear and I'm just straight hibernating on a lot of stuff. So pretty much it's like my kids would tell me something about an anime and I'm still sleeping. And then Dean tells me the same thing that my kids tell me. And then I finally stop sleeping and I wake up and then I watch it. And then I tell him how good it is. And then I tell my kids how good it is. And then my kids are like, so you're going to listen to him over us? And that's the day before <laughs> I find out whether or not an anime is good. So you guys have mentioned Crunchyroll a couple of times. And now I know there's different services out there. Why are you choosing Crunchyroll? For me, I've tried some of the other platforms. I'm just going to throw one out there. I tried out Kiss Anime a few times. Um, I watched an episode on Kiss Anime, and then I went on Crunchyroll, and I watched an episode there. I felt like the way it was translated over into the English text wasn't spot on. Like You can tell that there's different, there's translation differences on what platforms you want to watch it on. Like if you find a lot of episodes on, uh, throw another one out there, you can find anime episodes on YouTube also. If you watch an episode there, you can also see that somebody maybe ripped it from a torrent and threw it on there and the translations to the English text aren't the same. And I feel like when I watch my episodes on Crunchyroll, they are the closest that, they are the closest translations that'll come from Japanese English text on there. So that's why I kind of lean towards Crunchyroll for all my anime. Do you prefer dubbed anime or subtitles? Or does it even matter to you guys? Oh, man. You went there. You went there, <laughs> man. <laughs> you say the wrong thing, you get your anime card pulled. For real. If you watch, I, I guess I'll have to say this. If you're watching dub, we can't be friends. Yeah. That's how bad it is. <laughs> I'm going to say how bad it is, brother. <laughs> Because for me, I feel like Funimation cornered the market on English voice acting. And I hate, I, well, like Joe said, hate's a strong word. I want to, I'll go with dislike. I dislike hearing the same guy play this, like, for instance, he'll play like a strong dude or he'll play like a kid. It's like, dude, don't use the same voice for this big old buff dude. It's not making any sense. So I think for me, when it goes to dub, Funimation has a problem with, giving somebody a voice by just what they look like and not their personality. Like if you take um, My Hero Academia English dub, you take Minata, for instance, you you know the guy with the the purple balls on his head? (laughs) So they make him talk with a lisp and it's in the English dub. And no, (laughs) I don't feel like that's right. (laughs) I feel like that's way like off from his real character, but they saw him as like a kid and they felt like that's how he should talk. So... I got to say it again. Yeah, if you watch Dub, we can't be friends. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so if you're a wondering, Alan, there is a real big difference between Sub and Dub, man. Uh, once again, I lose my nerd card. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, let's think about this, dude. When we were at Comic-Con in the early stages, they used to have animes. Remember the Double Tree? I think it was the Marriott and numerous other hotels. And they had anime showing like all night. It was never in dub. Oh, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. But but one thing you said before, Joe, 
is your boy ain't got time to read, okay? <laughs> and when it comes to watching TV, I ain't got time to read. Come on, come on, bro. Don't don't be that stat. Don't be that stat, bro. No, no, look, look, look. Don't, don't get me wrong, Alan. I was there too. I was where you're at. But once you start watching enough sub, when your eyes read the text to the screen, it kind of becomes like blinking. You don't even yeah, notice sure. it. Yeah, for sure. You don't even notice it, man. Nah, yeah, you get used to cool, it. Cool. Dude, I think my kids would get pissed if they came in the room and I was watching in dub. The yeah. only the only anime I can watch in dub would have to be Dragon Ball. I grew up with that on dub. All Might's voice actor in English is Vegeta's voice actor, so I think that's pretty cool, too. I mean, that's a nice kind of feel they did to it. So it's like when you watch My Hero in English, you kind of kicking it with Vegeta the whole time, which kind of brings you back also, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see that Vegeta, not Goku. I'm just saying. So, so a quick Joe anime story. Speaking of the con, so one time Joe and I were watching an anime at the con, and it was sub, and someone was talking, and people were like, "Shh, shh," and Joe's like, "What does it matter? Y'all can't understand what he's saying anyway." <laughs> <laughs> would just say that's where you're wrong joe because <laughs> we have a thing that's called that it's called weeb language okay so when you watch enough anime in japanese you kind of start to understand japanese so, so you could go down and pick up your burger and you won't be able to read the text but you're you'll hear what the character's saying you go back up and you bite your burger and you catch up to what's going on. That's what we call weeb language. So, yeah, you need to shh because we can understand what they're talking about. Maybe now, but that was in the 90s, my guy. Ain't no one, <laughs> ain't no one speaking Japanese in the 90s. Speaking of, like, sleeping on animes, uh, one of the other ones that, you, that I was sleeping on was uh, that time I died and came back reincarnated as a slime. That's a pretty good anime that people are sleeping on. Oh, but yes, yes. Very nice. Beautiful, very nice. So here you have another, as I mentioned before, another other otherworldly anime. So what you got here is a, a nice flip on things. The, uh, the main hero actually gets killed in in his world and after a crazy spin of events he gets reincarnated into another world as a slime but for all of you who want to watch this i'm telling you right now man do not underestimate the slime what you see in pictures is not what you think man you <laughs> watch a few episodes and you'll know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah i i agree i said the same thing to my son and he was like i'm not gonna watch that i'm like dude don't let the slime fool you you got to get past the first few episodes and he was like i'll give it two episodes i come home from work i'm like okay son what do you think about these all dad already finished the first season you're actually right it is pretty good so i mean a lot of people won't sleep on that just because of the name i'm like i'm looking at alan right now and alan's like this yeah i'm gonna watch some slime the last time i saw slime was double dare Back when we were kids, with a slime Nickelodeon, and the slimes came down. That didn't look too good to watch. But yeah, don't sleep on this anime. This anime is pretty good. So I died and came back as a slime, man. I just, I used to play Warcraft back in the day in EverQuest, and it's an MMO. Like EverQuest was like the hotness for like 
MMO games, which is like, you know, online and you could be wizards and healers, tanks and all that. And then Warcraft came in and I got big into Warcraft. And what I like about the slime is it has a similar aspect of it's like an MMO. Like he has like a built in computer in his little slime thing. And he's basically creating his own <laughs> path and way of life. Right. <laughs> and so that's one of the things that I liked about it is that's how you feel when you play MMO games like you go back and you feel like you're in another world and that's one thing I like about this line um, I'll touch on your uh, he has his little his little slime thing <laughs> so he calls he calls the computer in a sense so to speak his great sage which yeah you can kind of, it does, yeah, it's, it, it touches on MMO a little bit. You can kind of see it as a uh, a uh, a skill book on your pause menu. So you kind of refer, when he refers to his great sage, it's kind of like you pressing pause, hitting L1, R1, going to your skills, clicking X, and then list, looking at your list of skills. And his great sage will explain to him, what these skills do, how they work, or when he acquires new ones, the great sage will also explain to him, you know, hey, you acquired a new skill, this is how it works, this is how you can apply it. And he'll start to, you know, get creative with it and mash skills together to make new moves and what have you. So yeah, it does have a, uh, a big um, pull, big pull towards MMO on it. So yeah, I, I, I uh, really agree with you on that one. So that's kind of why I like the, that time I got reincarnated into a slime also. Throw out another anime that's fairly new out there. It's called Goblin Slayer. Um, it has a, again, another otherworldly feel to it. It's about, you know, adventuring. You start off at a, as, at a certain rank. You complete quests to get your rank to go up, whether it's, you know, doing something for a town or slaying monsters. So besides that, though, Anyone who's listening, if you are an Attack on Titan fan, you're you're gonna probably love this one too, because this this writer does draws you in the same way how Attack on Titan drew you in. You you had your your uh, big hatred for Titans after the first episode, so this guy does an amazing job of giving you a deep hatred for goblins. Now, I don't I'm not gonna spoil it, but Make sure you watch it on an empty stomach the first episode because it kind of <laughs> kind of takes you on a wild ride, man. But after you see him slay his first goblin, it's all worth it. Yeah, I definitely agree cool. with you. Like, kind of like everyone's seen Attack of the Titans, right? So the feeling that you feel like when the mom got ate by the Titan, you really hate all the Titans. But Goblin Slayer is the same thing with the goblin. So. This concludes the anime episode uh, of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Dean, thank you for taking time out of your day to educate us on anime and to share your passion with us. Joe, Dean, I'll let you guys close us out. Every now and then, if it wasn't my kids referring me to which animes I should watch, it's Devin. Devin is the key source for me besides my kids. Shout out to my kids, John and Gabriel. They always tell me what's, up, what's happening in the anime. And Devin, Devin has always been on point on what he should recommend and what I should watch. Really appreciate all the knowledge that you kick into us. I appreciate you being that little 
person on my shoulder that's trying to tell me, hey, watch this anime, watch that anime. I appreciate that because thus far you have not strayed me to the wrong path, only to good animation. Dean, I just want to say good looking out. Thanks for coming on our show. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to say, you know, thank you, Alan. Thank you, Joe, for having me on. Um, it's really nice to be here to talk about some anime with y'all. And uh, I look forward to you guys having me back again so we can, you know, talk about what's going on at a later date. So until next time, I, I am, am NWO. NWO. We, we are NWO. NWO. And let your nerd flag fly. Oh, yeah.